You're listening to the Punisher Waterfowls, the Union 0430 podcast. Brought to you by Real Geese Decoys, the most technological advanced silhouette decoys on the market. And Vortex Canada, the force of optics. Hey everybody, welcome to the Union 0430. This is episode 80. Can you imagine another another uh, beautiful round number for us to uh, hang our hat on? So um, tonight you'll see we're pretty light on on the uh, on the participants here. Uh, Philly is out saving the world from hippies. Um, Mark, I have no idea where Mark is. He's probably cutting down trees somewhere. Ryan is still on hiatus. Um, We've got Dave up in Concordon. Um, I'm just outside Kingston and coming to us from jolly old London, um, London, Ontario, that is. Um, we have our good friend Ian McCleary from the Real Outdoor Experience joining us. And you'll remember Ian from past episodes. So, um, Ian, buddy, thanks. Uh, it's been a long time since we've been talking. Um, been in, fact, long, you know? uh, in fact, we've just spent the last 45 minutes catching up and now we got the now we'll probably end up talking about all the things we already just talked about and we'll just do it on the show um all over again but um great to have you back buddy uh thanks all so right. much for uh, for coming on good to get eyes on you and good actually to, to chat you know we chat with messenger text you know there's emails and facebook and you 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 really can't yeah you just can't beat getting eyes on each other and being able to uh, to chat and see each other face to face. So thanks you know for uh, inviting me on. I appreciate being here. No, but it's our pleasure. You know, I was talking to my dad. I talk to my dad every day, right? And I and I have um, ever since I left home, um, for the most part. In case I'm in some shithole country overseas or something like that. But um, you know, as a kid, I can remember, and my dad brought this up to me. He was like. I remember one time when you were a kid and you said, how amazing would it be to be able to do video phone calls? And, and my dad and I, that's the only way we can communicate now. It's, it's true video phone calls and we see each other every day. And this is so it sort of ties into what you're saying. You know, we, we message and we chat and, and, text and all this stuff but uh, you know this, this video zoom and and whatever it, it's amazing because we get to see one another and and it's like it's like we're sharing a room but uh well here's a little secret for you you know what i invented the fax machine oh 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 this is this is like awesome. and i remember the clearest day being like 13 14 years old being saying like how cool would it be to be able to take a sheet of paper and like feed it through the phone and have it come out on your side you were well ahead of your time <laughs> <laughs> what, you know what, what you invent? act on your uh, act on your yeah, idea that's right I'm what you doing. invent dave <laughs> No, um, I think all those things were invented when I was still a. <laughs> Come on, Dave. Come on, Dave. Fax, fax machine. I think those things were expired when I was in high school. <laughs> like, like the VCR, right? Yeah. Oh, you see awesome. all those. You see all those things on Facebook. Like, uh, you know, you're old when you can tell me what the pencil does for the cassette tape, right? Yeah, yeah, He's yeah. Like, I think I remember, but like right when i was just old enough to like let's start listening to music on the cassette and stuff is when dvds and uh, cd players and stuff for all those were out it's like 
yeah i think i know like it makes sense but like i don't know uh, so I, i'm not gonna bring up eight tracks then ian um let, let's no let's... no i'm right there with you man so <laughs> oh, yeah we're, we're getting old brother we're getting old uh and i i'm feeling it i'm feeling it too dave buddy um you know a, a couple things i want to talk about ian and, and we'll jump all over the place buddy but feel free to chime in so um dave a couple things that um that we've heard over the last week week and a half is um a the the chat we did with regards to the late season goose um that really seemed to answer the question for a lot of people and and Ian, I'm not sure if you listened to that episode, but um, what had happened is that some people, if, if you go look at the, the government of, or the Canadian Wildlife Federation, their dates for the late season, it, it seems as though they just copied and paste from last year. And, and the problem is, is that it goes Sunday to Sunday. And that was causing some, some people, you know, this doesn't make sense. Why are they doing this? This, this is weird. Anyways, when we looked into the PDF and then the printed copy, the right dates are on it. So we've done a show on it, or we talked about it during one of the shows. Um, and it seemed to make a lot of different, a lot of sense to a lot of guys. I reposted it again today on a couple chat groups because it was still being brought up. But the surprising thing is, is that there was a ton of people saying, hey, listen, you got to go listen to the Union 0430 because they had talked about this a week and a half ago, two weeks ago. And, and it'll probably um, help you understand it a little bit more and, and where the mistake was, right? So that was really cool. Um, we love that. And then um, just like you, Ian, as we were chatting, there's a lot of buzz about this new First Light Waterfowl lineup, Dave. A lot of but there's a lot of people banging on the door wanting to know what this is all about, and and I'm telling you what I I'm pretty proud of the fact that uh, that we we had Kevin on the show and he never really gave away too much, but I I, I honestly think that he gave away more in that one picture he gave us to use as like a prep, like the one with him sitting in the blind there, like yeah. And, and you know, there's, there's people out there that that's all they do. They're like, Oh, there's a new thing coming out. And just like I was saying, like there was a picture of a guy in a tree stand from like above looking down and yeah. they could see his hands inside of a, a mitt of a muff, right? Like a, mm -hmm. a hand warmer thing, but it was, like, I'm glad you like, explained muff there. Um, Dave. yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but what, what channel were you on? Yeah. <laughs> like, one of these things, one of these things, right? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but it had the first like colors on it. Right. And they're right. And everyone's like, Oh, well, all they did was they just took like the a different companies and then they put one of the neck gaiters over top of it to make it look that way. And then it was like a month later, Hey, look what we're releasing. Like there's people all old stuff. So holding people on Instagram there and, and picked up on some of this stuff. So yeah, I was saying to uh, Damien, I got a pair of the first light uh, foundry pants for my birthday last September, and they have been the best hunting pants. Like and the knee pads in them, what a game changer! Holy yeah, smoke, yeah, hundred percent. And like when you're out, especially for turkey, when you're out teaching youth to hunt, and you're because you're kneeled trying to help them walk them through the shot, and like you're in that blind, and you're those knee pads are just a huge difference maker, right? So just remember to take them out before you put them in the wash. That, <laughs> yeah. yeah, that's yeah. 
So I, I find that's a big thing with first light is that they're always evolving. Like, and we're talking about waterfowl line now, like there was, if you remember, we had um, Paul Peterson, I forget his Paul Peterson yeah. on a year yeah. ago. And he was talking like kind of dropping hints, like, like, Oh, what's, what's going on with waterfowl. And he's like, Oh yeah, something's coming. Well, it was a year before that, that they were already starting to do the research on it. And like, here guys, the people at the office, let's test this stuff out. So they're always evolving and they're like always trying to find the next thing and look at the evolution of the pants, right? Like those corrugates. And before that they had the, without the knee pad, just the plain core, you know, all yeah. kinds, all kinds of evolution. So that's great. As, uh, as Mark Vitch uh, once said to me, as you get older, you appreciate stretchy pants and uh and those are, those are uh there's some good stretchy pants so uh words uh, words to live by from uh, from markovich and buddy um listen uh, the real outdoor experience what what's going on we haven't been talking to you about uh about it for a while so and i know and i know you guys are are very popular and you know for anybody that's wondering what's going on with the real outdoor experience uh, you know what, like absolutely everybody else in, you know, 2020, 2021, you know, coming through 2022, we've been, uh, we've been very impacted with COVID, you know, like Carlin's family has had it and, you know, I travel, you know, a lot, we've mm -hmm. had it in our family and we've gone through isolation and you're in quarantine and, you know, a lot of the stuff that we have planned winds up being like, okay, well, we can't get together to, to do this video or reviewing a, uh, you know, a a Mossberg gun or a Vortex code, whatever we happen to be doing. Um, the scheduling is, you know, is a huge issue, you know, but you know what, we're, we're still doing it when we can and, uh, and still, you know, really enthusiastic about it, but we're healthy. That's number one. Our families are doing beautifully and there's you know, nothing more important than that. The rest of this is, you know, we're just getting through it just like everybody else, but you know, we're, uh, we're still, enthusiastic about what we're doing we're still hunting a lot you know we uh um we haven't had a, we didn't hunt a lot together this year which is sort of interesting and that's uh in fact i think uh well it was only a handful of times which you know typically we'd like to get together every other weekend or every weekend but we, we couldn't be together i was in quarantine because of coming back from the u.s or he was in quarantine because somebody in the fire service had you know, come in contact or something like that. Or, you know, one of our kids had something. So it's been challenging, but we're getting through it, you know, just, uh, just like everybody else. And I think that's, I think that's, you know, the right attitude message to be putting out there. Like I'm, I'm not going to get into the politics of, of, of COVID or, or, or anything like that, but it is what it is. Right. And, and the only thing you can do is, is just put your head down and, and motor through um, because the last thing, the last thing we need is everybody to just stop 100% what they're doing. That's the last thing we need. Right. So um, kudos to you guys for keep going and, and, your passion and, and keeping it up. Yeah. You, you may not be able to get out as much as, as you'd like. Um, trust me, you know what? I'll, I'll give you this, you know, Dave and I have never, ever hunted together. Never. And, and, and it's, and we say, and we, we use it, we say it all the time, but we, we say it all the time. Um, and, and it's got nothing to do with, 
um, with us having big heads or, or anything like that. It's, it comes down to the fact that usually if, and Dave lives on the other side of Ontario compared to, compared to me, right? So, so we're not close geographically. And when we get together, we have so many close friends that we would, it's impossible for us to, to be able to, to do a hunt together because we've got so many other people that we want to hunt with. And, and, and it's always uh, the next time, the next time we'll, we'll dedicate a morning for just us and, and, and we'll, we'll do it. But every time it's, all, Oh no, this guy, this guy wants to hunt with us today. He wants to hunt with me or he wants to go on my boat or Dave is with the new canoes and someone will be like, oh, I want to go in the new canoe. I want, I'd love to be able to hunt out of a kayak. So Dave's got to take those guys. Well, well let's be fair too. Like um, the main times that we're spending time together is for camps, right? That's right. And if we're hosting a camp as Punisher, Damien and I always split up because we're, we try to make sure that everyone's having a great experience. So Damien's going to take a group and I'm going to take a group and, and we're going to split up like that to do that. And then this year, just by a comedy of errors, I actually went down to Kingston twice to hunt. Well, I tried twice. The, yeah. the second time we got a snow squall here and I couldn't get out of town. The first time I was there and I hunted with, uh, something happened with Damien on the Saturday. So I was going to hunt with him on the Sunday. And then it was like torrential downpours. Like you're not getting out in a boat that day. So it just, yeah. But they call me dark cloud. Just put it that way. <laughs> That's his oh, nickname. That's, yeah. That's but no, like that, that's the biggest thing is like when we do our camps, we're making sure that it's, it's not about Damien and I hunting together. It's about everyone else. So that's kind of what happens there, but you know it'll what happen. Said, I would love to be able to quarterback. We're coming up on Turkey season and you know what, Damien is just a straight shot down the 401 to London concarden straight down. Well, Six and then 23, right? Let's do it, man. Down here, I got properties. Let's do it. I, I, you know what? I, I would, so I've never tagged out on two turkeys in a season. I've never done it. I've always just, just got the one and I've said, yeah, if, if I get around to it, I'll buy my second tag and I'll get out. And there's always something, right? So, so then, okay, awesome. Let, let's, once this is, once we're done the show, the yeah, we'll, uh, we'll, it's we'll, funny to, there's a couple of things, obviously, you know, COVID willing that uh, we've got a, uh, a hunt with um, um, Linda Powell, who's the social media manager for Mossberg. Yeah, that's going to be coming up on uh, opening day. Um, but after that, it's uh, just sort of pleasure hunting. We've got some stuff to do with kids and stuff like that. But awesome. we could pick a, whether it doesn't matter, Saturday, Sundays, Wednesday, we could do any day of the week. Come on down. Oh well, it'd be we'll, great to host you. It'd be great. Yeah. Let's do it. We're going. We're going to. We're going to hammer this out. We're going to figure yeah, this out. I'm going to. Uh, yeah, I'll. Uh, my tags will be full, so I will simply call and film and quarterback it, and it'd be great to to host you. Yeah, guys that'll back. be awesome. Yeah, so I hope. I hope you call in two big toms, and we just hear you saying, like, kind of in Jeff Coates' voice, like, aim for the aim it here, aim it here, aim it, aim it, aim it, aim it, aim it, shoot, 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 shoot. You know, just like. <laughs> Lead it, lead it, lead it, lead it, lead yeah. it. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. No doubt. I want to, you know, a shout out to Lance Holm. I want to do a send it to Jesus call. It. <laughs> send them to Jesus. Yeah. Or, or the, or the Merg. 
the Merv beatdown that he that he does every year with the with the Mergansers. Um, no, that's that's awesome, Ian. Um, thanks for the offer, and I trust Do me, it. Uh, I'm totally going to take you up on it. Uh, so uh, you may yeah, you no. may regret uh, offering that up. Um, so listen, um, COVID restrictions obviously it it has had had somewhat of effect because you guys do and Dave I know you've taken part in this or helped out but you do you guys do a huge thing for the kids right and yoda yoda right and and i'm guessing you haven't been able to do that over the last couple years Ian. no no we we, we've not and that's uh yeah i've I've, I've said it so much the kids are the ones that are really losing out on this big time shut down lockdown covid business like you know, does it impact me, you know, personally? Yeah, because, it, you know, my significant other lives in the States and travel back and forth is a bit of a challenge. It, it's COVID to me has been inconvenient. Mm-hmm. And that's, that's, that's the worst that I can say about it, which is actually pretty good. You know, yeah. globally, you know, people are impacted far more severely. But I think that that kids of any age are really impacted. And they can't, they're not being able to do the, the school activities. They're, they can't get into a but they can't get their pal because they've got to do that in, 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 in class sessions. They can't do it. Um, they haven't been able to figure out, well, because you've actually got to handle firearms to, to get your possession and acquisition license, which you need to carry with you when you're hunting. Like I can take a kid but only one gun between us until they get their pal. So like, like I hunted last year with people that are like 30, but we can only carry one glass or one gun between us because right, they don't have their pal. They can't do it because you can't have that classroom setting. So that's, that's been a bit of a shit show. They're starting to run classes now though. Yeah. Um, I mean, obviously not right now with the lockdown, but um, like my daughter got her hunting license during COVID. Uh, and that came with her gun license as well. But she was given her pal with that because you've actually got to handle your firearms. How are they? How are they facilitating that? Well, and it's I'm, I'm really glad to to hear that some jurisdictions are doing um, that. I I wasn't in like I wasn't allowed to sit in with her. I know that was one of the things that it really was hard on her not having me in there helping her. Yeah. Um, but I don't know what they did. I honestly don't. I do know people that uh, that were able to get their hunting licenses and you could actually go and hunt, but because you need your pal to carry yeah. a gun in the field, you yeah. could you could only have one gun between you. Which you know what? Uh-huh. We still make it work. You're sharing guns in a blind or you, know? yeah. <laughs> you get them um, out. <laughs> yeah, but I, I do know like the the planning. I don't know about this area if they actually pulled any off. Um, but I know the planning for a lot because I know Brian McRae, our good friend from the OFAH, his son and my son are around about the same age. And we're talking about getting those two boys together um, late spring, early summer to do theirs down in down in the Peterborough area. So like people, at least the planning and, and everything is, is happening to try and get these people out and, and get them qualified and get them their license and stuff. Um, it, it does make sense. If the kids can go back to school and, you know, be in geography and history, there's no reason why we can't run a hunter safety course to get you your pal. That's I, like, I agree. You should, you should be able to do that. I agree 100%. 
Hey, and uh, this will be the last thing we'll talk about on COVID. But once the zombies come and and we can't get to the grocery stores, um, we're going to need all hands on deck on hunting wild yeah. game, right? So, uh, that, that, but yeah, that's... you know what? The, so Yoda, which is something that uh, that has been really Carlin's passion for, you know, years. And it's the, the amount of energy and time that Carlin committed to, um, to Yoda, um, the Youth Outdoor Day of Adventure is absolutely amazing. And the team of people that he helped, you know, had working with him, um, those people I feel sorry for, you know, because yeah. in 2020, they still had, you know, hopes of being able to pull it off. Like this, it's, it's not going to last. We still got to plan for it. It wasn't until sort of shortly before it's like, oh my gosh, this isn't going to happen. And then we couldn't do it again in 2021. And, you know, the, the big question mark about whether it's going to be able to happen in 2022 and the amount of planning that goes into it and the coordination of resources, and time and materials and everything else to do that. And then, you know, a week beforehand say, you can't, you're not allowed. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Like it's a, a well, again, some we're talking about it now, whether or not we're going to be able to do it in uh, September of 2022 is a big question mark. We've got the sportsman show is also coming up. That's something that Carlin and I do every year. You know, they, yeah, the organizers reached out to us. Can we count on you guys for your support? Will you come out and talk turkey hunting and stuff like that? They're like, hey, you know what? Absolutely. If you guys can, if, if, if you're allowed, we'll be yeah. there. So we're, that's we're, on the, yeah, we're on the docket if we're, if we're allowed to, to go and do it. So we just that, that's, that's great news. Um, I believe Dave, Dave and I are hoping we're going to be able to get down there this year. I've never attended the, the sportsman show. So um, I'm, I'm really hoping that I can get down there this year and, and take up, take in that experience. Go the, Sorry, Dave. For the people listening, um, this Yoda thing, it is a great experience. The kids get to choose a few activities. They get to like, I think my kids chose uh, shooting 22s, doing a uh, shooting a bull, whatever else. But lighting campfires, lighting campfire. Yeah. Safety, stuff like that. Um, The thing that the thing that really boggled my mind was like your a parent has to be with each kid. Right. So when I went, there's this big assembly at the start and they're talking the safety. And then there was that wildlife guy shows up. And just when he started talking, I just started listening. And it was like six months later, we're talking about like fishers coming into the area and otters. And I'm like, oh, well, that it's related. And here's why. And they're like, oh these people were at this Yoda with us with their kids. Well, where'd you learn that? And I, well, I, I listened at the Yoda day, Yeah. Oh, but that's for kids. Like, yeah, there, there's a lot of good information yeah, there for yeah. parents too. Like, yeah, I get it. It's fun to sit there on your phone, but man, pay attention. That's it's, it's a lot of good information that you guys gave out. So as it, good as on you. Such a fun day. You know, like, I, again, I can't, I can't, I can't even recall it now how many kids I've been with the first time they caught a fish, the first time they shot a turkey, first time they, you know, took a partridge or a deer. And it's yeah. like, this, this is the most rewarding thing ever. With Yoda, you're able to do it sort of in a, in a, in a bigger group, not on the hunting side, sure, on the shooting, you know, some survival stuff, outdoor cooking, all that. There's so many events that kids get to choose from but just being a part of that when kids get to do it the first time it's just awesome it's so, a great thing. i hope we're able to do it again i don't know if 2022 
honestly is going to be the year, but fingers crossed 2023. Got the agenda. Exactly. Just, just got to be allowed to execute. <laughs> so funny. Oh, yeah, funny no, story no. from, uh, from the last Yoda when my kids were there, my daughter was 10, 11. I forget what the youngest, she was the youngest you could be to go in, right. Yeah. To shoot the guns and her and her brother. So my, both my kids, were there together and they both wanted to do the 22 shooting. My, my son wanted to shoot more than my daughter. And we said, okay, both of you get to pick one thing and then we'll do the fishing as well. And uh, so my son picked shooting the gun. So my daughter had to go along. Well, she, at that point, guns were not for her and she just went along with it. Well, they set them both up side by side and all nice and stuff. And, and they're all done their shoots. They, they get so many bullets and they get a target. Right. And they get so many, well, my son comes up and, and his looked really good. Like he had a lot on target. I was like, good for you, bud. And my daughter came out and she had a few on target, but I'm like, what? like very few. I'm like, well, how many shots do you get? And they said it at the time. And I'm like, that's weird. My, my son had like one and a half times the holes in his, I'm like, what's going on here? Well, my daughter was actually shooting my sons <laughs> at the same time. Right. <laughs> Nice. It was great, but yeah. <laughs> so they, as soon as they figured out what was going on, they, that's why hers only had half them. They were like, Oh, what? The? Yeah. So it was that's funny. kind of a funny story. Yeah. It is pretty funny. And when, you know what, when you're dealing with kids in that type of environment, there's so many things that you've got to focus on and it's, you know, make sure the safety's on your fingers yep. outside the trigger guard until you're actually ready to make it go bang. And yep. you, you might even forget to say like, okay, your target's number two in the line. And that's yeah. <laughs> yeah. You know, pretty funny, but you and, never have a safety issue and kids get yeah. a real thing. And, and the safety issue, there's no issue there because there's so many volunteers that you guys have, like every single child had someone there like a volunteer with each child shooting so so one-on-one ratio right one-on-one for the shooting stuff right Mm -hmm. it was it was really good not so much the fishing which is what i typically wind up being in charge of and i'm there i'm the guy i'm I'm, i get like eight kids around me and i get fish hooks in my clothes and in my finger (laughs) worms on hooks and taking fish off and get my now, off by somebody picking a cast and, and, and some of these kids it's their first fish well yep. this like, is I remember, what i was just gonna say like yeah it gotta be like a kid first time hooking yeah. and and god knows how many times they've had to cast and then the first time that they hook a fish and bring it in like it has to be the best day in that kid's life like the smile and the excitement on that kid's face has to yeah. be like nothing else right yeah well it's it's funny like i honestly don't remember the first time i felt that tug right you really you hooked a fish like i've been doing it my entire life i don't remember my first time fishing but i do know that when i'm looking at some you know an eight-year-old boy whose whose mom has brought him out because maybe dad's not in the picture or yeah you know they they don't have anybody else to introduce him to the outdoors and so they they see this through you know the 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 internet or advertising the kid and this is a pond that has sunfish some rock bass some smallmouth some largemouth it gets stocked with trout occasionally because there's a youth day ahead so there's always like there's actually a chance of catching a rainbow when you like, Robert, see that 
just light up because they, they feel cool. Reel it in, reel it in. Like it's, uh, I wish I could do that 300 times a year. It's awesome. The, the biggest kick I got. So I helped out with the fishing one when I was there the last time. And the biggest kick I got was when you took this, like the mom brings the kid for the first time and they've never fished before. And like, okay, you got to put a worm on your hook. Nope, not doing that. So then you teach, <laughs> yeah, right. So then you teach the kid how to do it. And then the kid, by the end of the whatever hour, the kid knows how to do it. And they're like, mom, I can't wait to go fishing again. Oh, <laughs> it's just, it's awesome. Right. So. Um. Yeah, that's great. Yeah. Um, you know, and, and there's something to be said and I know Dave, uh, I know you spend a lot of time um, doing it with, with Turkey and, and, and waterfowl and Ian, I know you and you and Carolyn, obviously the Yoda and stuff like it has to be, you know, in a, in a world where, um, listen, everybody is trying to make money, right? Everybody's everybody, like everything is, is every venture we get into, we're, we're hoping that it, it's going to result in, in some, some pocket money, some cash flow, right? Um, and, and that, and that's what makes the world go around and, and, and I get it, but when you can actually forget about that and 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 your main priority is to just get a child and it doesn't have to be a child it could be an adult somebody that has never ever done it before but when you put everything aside and your main goal is i'm going to make sure that this is the most positive experience that they could ever have and i hope that it hooks them uh the pun is intended there that it hooks them into this crazy, wonderful lifestyle that we all have with regards to hunting, fishing, or even if it's just walking in the outdoor and take outdoors and, and taking all this in, like it, it really is, it says a lot about the person when there's no monetary ties to it, if that makes sense. hundred uh, percent. And it's like, I've been, I've been, I get told all the time, you know what, Joe, why don't you do this for a living? Or, you know, once you try to figure out something, because then it would be work. And that's I right. Like, I wouldn't like it. <laughs> yeah. And it, no, seriously, and that's, uh, yeah. Yeah. Well, I've got my, my work life and that's what I do to, to, to generate an income. This is what I do for fun. And yeah. I, there is a, an evolution of the outdoorsman. I know we've, we've all, seen it and talked about it but you know i'm actually experiencing now where you know you're as a as a, as a youngster coming in you know you want to be the guy that catches the fish you want to put it up your hand you want to be the first one to shoot the gun or you know whatever you get your first deer then you become really proficient at it and then you start um introducing others to it and you become a mentor to others and that that really is the the evolution of the outdoorsman and it's a i hate to say it fellas but like no i'm gonna sit back and look at it and go freak i'm in my 50s now like you know i am like i i am at that at that stage where honestly i don't care if i'm the one that pulls the trigger i think i love doing it yeah you know, i had a great deer season i wouldn't trade anything for it but any, any deer that I took, I would have happily traded for somebody's first time or, you know, if, uh, if it came together for Dan, I just got lucky the times that, you know, I was actually, it was my turn and, you know, on the, uh, you know, on the trigger, on the bow, you know, that's, yeah. uh, give it up for a second. 
for uh, the, the, somebody new coming into it that could see it for the first time. Neat. Well, and you got to think like eventually you're going to have people where you're, you're going to be at that age where you can't set up the decoys like you used to. So hopefully, you know, you got some of these kids that are going to be old enough to take you out again. Right. And that'll be fun. Right. See, bunch I, of nephews that, that owe me large and gas. <laughs> yeah. Well, I remember, I remember, and, and you know him as well, Ian and, and Dave, I know, you know, um, but Barry Keeks, we, we had Barry Keeks on here uh, a long time ago and, and Barry had said, you know, um, he, he, so Barry and them, they, they look after uh, the South nation Delta waterfowl chapter. And in my opinion, in what I've seen, probably the best um, waterfowl youth program that I've ever seen. And, and the attendance is, is amazing and everything. And Barry talked about now at his, at his ripe, ripe old age and Barry, you can, you can send me a message and, and, and cuss me out for calling you old later. But um, Barry's even talked about now, like he goes out, like kids that he had put through on this program are now his hunting partners and they're part yep. of his crew that it, that he's going out and he's hunting with. And he's watched that entire uh, evolution from first day to being, you know, oh, I'm, I got to have all the shiny gear and I got to have all this. And I, to now they're experienced waterfowl hunters and, and now they're passing it on. So it has to be a pretty special feeling to know that you've introduced somebody, you've taught them, um, you've mentored them, and now they're returning it to somebody else at the same time, um, you know, maybe calling you up and say, hey, listen, I got a, I got a hot field. Would you like to come out and hang out with us for the morning? That, yeah. That's got to be a pretty, pretty special feeling. Plus, it's a game for the youth setting up the decoys, right? Like, here, take all these and go put them out there. <laughs> wow. They're I would say that gets old, that that wears off after a while. There's at some point they're going to be like, "Fuck you! Yeah, <laughs> why don't you get out and set up the decoys? Yeah. I want to sit back and drink coffee and smoke cigarettes." <laughs> you know what's funny is so it, it, it's so easy to uh, I guess make the the leap to the introduction of outdoor experiences to to kids, but it's not always just kids. That That's right that uh, need that introduction and that's a again something that carla and i focus on a lot is like well what about that guy that might be 40 you know yeah. and just wants to do it you know just realizes that golf is not for him but needs an activity you know and uh <laughs> i'll tell you I'll, I'll tell you a story about a guy and I, I bumped into him um it was a work-related experience and he was from miami and he wanted to come to Canada and he wanted to take in Canada. He wanted to, to, to camp. He wanted to see moose and bears and, you know, could you introduce me to this type of thing? This is going back quite a few years, but I, uh, we had a family property and there's bears and moose and fish and all this kind of stuff. I was like, yeah, you know what? It's a, I'd love to introduce you to what a camping experience in, in Ontario is all about. So this guy comes up from Miami and he's got, uh, a neon green headscarf on. He's got big wide sunglasses and he literally looked like he came from Miami Beach, which he did. 
yeah. you know, and we went to, <laughs> to a property that, uh, well, it's been in my family for an awful long time. And, uh, we were camping and, uh, well, camping, you know, the, no electricity, no running water, you know, the outhouses, and, right. uh, you know, fishing opportunities and stuff like that. He wanted to see a bear. So we had put some, some, some baits out behind the cabin and stuff like that. And when he heard snuffling and stuff behind the cabin, he's like, Oh my God, you know, like that guy, I don't want to, I, there's bears here. Like I, it, it, he got scared. <laughs> How do you deal with that? There was a little Island off the, uh, of the, about a hundred yards off the end of the dock. So well, I'll put a tent out there. Like if you'd be more comfortable sleeping out on the Island, he said, well, yeah, you know what? I, I hate to be a, you know, sort of scared the scaredy cat but yeah you know would you mind if i slept on the island so here we are you know it's it's 10 o'clock at night we'd had a couple of cocktails by this point but okay we'll, we'll put you we'll put up a tent and uh one of the other guys that was with us went out and, and slept with him and <laughs> put the tent out and you know the, the sleeping bags in the tent i was in, now fast forward to like five o'clock in the morning and I heard something outside. I sat up in bed. What's that? I heard something. And I started to hear splashes in the water. The beavers are splashed. I'm like, oh, you know what? There's a bear out there. And I could hear the beavers slapping their tails on the water. I'm like, huh, neat. And then I went back to sleep, didn't think anything of it. They come back at like nine o'clock in the morning. And Bob, this guy from Miami, his mind was just blown. He's like, I can't thank you enough for this, you know, experience in Canada. And he said, I saw things I never thought I'd see. Like, well, what happened? While I was sitting up in bed while the beavers are slapping their tails, he had woken up in his tent, needed to go outside. So he goes outside and he's looking back towards the cabin. Beavers start splashing their tails, but he doesn't recognize their beavers because he's from any. Yeah. So the other buddy that was inside the tent said, why are you throwing rocks in the water? He yelled, just yells at outside the tent. He turns to the guy and he said, I'm not. The bears are. He said, what? He said, yeah, the bears are throwing rocks in the water. <laughs> he gets out of the tent and he looks back and there's the cabin that I'm sleeping in. And there's a mom and two cubs standing on the shore, sort of doing one of these beavers slapping their tails. He thought that beavers were throwing rocks or the bears, the bears were throwing rocks in the water. He didn't know that there were beavers there. So of course nature disappears and just goes back to wherever it came from but he comes back to when i just watched bears throw rocks in the water he thought it was the coolest thing but when you put it all together it's like wow you know what a cool experience that that guy had he has no and idea. how many times do you think he told that story oh he's millions <laughs> yeah millions of times i saw bears throwing rocks in the water <laughs> <laughs> sorry a, dave i cut you off buddy no i was just gonna say like the bears are having a stone kip skipping competition or something, right? It's such a, a, a funny thing, you know, and it, we did have a problem with bears at the, uh, at, at the cabin at that point that right after they canceled the spring bear hunt, populations are exploding all over the place. Right. We got a little bit overrun, had to, to do some to management with, you know, with the bear population after that, but, you know, it, it never, underestimate your ability to impact somebody that can see the woods 
through a different lens than what you're used to. And it was yeah. such a cool memory for me to be able to look back and just to, to see how that sequence of events came to like, you know, very city Miami beach dude yeah. finds yeah. himself in, you know, kind of Northern Ontario. And, you know, he's got expectations in his mind of what it's going to be like to, to see bears. And he was, he was so afraid when he, you know, and that was a little bit cavalier. I was, you know, quite a bit younger. We're putting scraps out from, you know, dinner and stuff like that out behind the cabin, knowing that there's bears around. So when he hears the snuffling, like that's bears, you know, I don't care. But that scared the shit out of that guy to the point that he needed me to go and pitch a tent on an island for him to sleep on. That's me. <laughs> that hey, full disclosure, that would be me as well, Ian. If there's bears around, I'm not, I'm nowhere near where there's bears. No. You're from Newfoundland by, you know. The, Buddy, the... I got chased by a bear one time and I've never forgotten it. And I'll <laughs> never forget it. And, and someday I'll tell you the story and, and I'll tell you the, the look on my dad's face when I told him about it too. Um, but uh, we don't need to get into that. Um, but yeah, I, I full disco disclosure. I'd be with I'd be with your buddy from Miami out on the island too. That's, that. that's awesome. But you know what? Everybody, <laughs> get a kid, get anybody outdoors. And you know what? As I start to get older, like you know what? We we all focus a lot on kids. Mm -hmm. Think about the old people. Yeah, you know, if there's somebody that's seventy five years old, and you know, maybe they've got a walker, maybe they're in a wheelchair, but wouldn't they love another? morning in the tricky that's a, that's a really good point and something that something that dave and i have talked about um and we never really ever made it public but i think this is um an excellent opportunity to do it um dave and i have have had discussions um where we've wanted to do a veteran camp and and stuff like that and get some veterans out um but we would really 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 like to get anybody with any mobility issues. So if, if you're an amputee or if you're in a wheelchair or something like that, if you, and, and unfortunately I'm just a lowly old duck hunter, so I, I, can't, I can't offer any other hunt, but we, Dave and I would absolutely be over the moon to be able to take somebody that has some mobility issues and get them out on a hunt and, and we would take care of everything. Um, all you literally got to do is show up. We'll get you out there and, and you know, and we'll, we'll take care of it. So uh, we've never ever put that out publicly, Dave, but I, I think that this is a, a great chance because we've talked about it so many times. Um, we just don't know, like, how do you, how do you do it? How do you, how do you ask? And, and I think this is a, a perfect, uh, opportunity to ask and say, listen, if, if you have mobility issues and you want to go hunt and you're in Ontario, reach out to us and, and we'll get you out on a hunt. 100%. One of the, the interesting things about, you know, the Facebook and our ability to connect socially and, you know, via social media, anybody who's listening that knows somebody that right. has mobility issues, or if you, you know, and, you know, maybe an old person that, you know, talk to you once about hunting, but you're not sure if they get out hunting anymore. Connect with us. That's right. And we can like say, hey, you know what? If you're interested in, 
going out on a, on a waterfowl hunt, we can get you into a field. We can get you into a turkey. Absolutely. Well, I love taking kids. I, I love taking older people too. Yeah. So, I like I taking anybody hard. as long as if, if you can carry a conversation in, in the blind, I don't care who you are. Um, all you got to do is, uh, you know, be, be safe. Good, be, yeah, be safe and be a good person, and and we'll take you one hundred percent. So, um, awesome. So we got that out there. So I'm I'm expecting a ton of messages from people um, wanting to come out uh, on a hunt with us uh, next fall. Now, Ian, I I, I want. Oh, sorry. Go, Dave. I want to add one more thing. Sure. Uh, every year I try to make like five or 10 turkey calls for youth hunters. Mm -hmm. Pretty much every kid in this area has got one that needs one or they just haven't reached out. If, uh, if someone's listening this far into an episode and they're a new hunter and they want to try a turkey call out, send us a message on the Punisher page. I will have one whipped up within a week and send it out to you. Like if you're a new hunter, there's no, I try to do them no charge. Yeah, I will look into whether you're a new hunter, though. Like slates <laughs> or uh, slate. mouth calls. What are he's uh, got just a, I do some I'm, slate pot calls. Yeah. Hold on, I'm gonna. You guys get talking. I'm gonna show you mine that he made yeah, for no. me. You guys talk, and I'll show you mine. That's so, actually yeah. a really. Uh, that's a, a a beautiful offer, Dave. And you know what? If you could. Hook me up with one. I will make sure it winds up in the hands of a, a youth hunter. Also, I'll I'll get that going for you, buddy. It's yeah. um. So what I tend to do is for all the new hunters, I make them out of maple or walnut, right? Uh, yeah. a, a slate call and then a two piece striker, and get that out to them, and they can practice with it. And I get like, I don't ask for pay from it, but all I ask for is the first time that that kid shoots a bird using that call, I want to see a picture of that smile, you know. Mm -hmm. Yep. And like the first time that it happened, I was, I sent a, I gave a call to a kid and I got a picture back and that meant more to me than anything else. Right. So yeah, man, I, that's and, fantastic. Yeah. And people are like, Oh, well, th like there are, I do sell some calls like the, the more expensive ones with like, um, like epoxies and stuff, whatever. Right. But these ones, I'm just taking like maple and walnut and stuff that I can easily get. And, and, take out of materials and stuff right like if i'm driving by and i see a bed frame on the side of the road that's a solid maple <laughs> that, that fucking thing is coming home with me getting cut up and putting into turkey call right perfect yeah there, there's the one i made for damien so look at uh, that that's beautiful yeah. it, it's and it's it's such an amazing little call um so um whoever reaches out to dave i promise you will not be disappointed yeah so yeah like if you're a new hunter youth hunter especially youth let me know. We'll get you some calls going out. Like um, now, I know there's a million listeners, so if I get too many, I I still have a full time job, right? So, yeah, well, right. and if you want to put the caveat out there, you've got to be under eighteen or over seven. Sure, one of the two. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um. Okay, I You're need to. I I want to shift this again because I really want to get back to something that that you touched on, Ian, and that was the Toronto Sportsman Show. So, so hopefully it's going to go ahead. So, so tell us, tell the millions of listeners um, and, and the people in Ontario, especially the ones that are going to make the Toronto Sportsman Show, what, 
what is it that you and Carlin are going to do? I know you guys get on there and, and you, you get, you get the grand stage, you get all the focus. So what do you guys talk about at, at the Toronto Sportsman Show? You know what? It's uh, it's funny. And it's something that we struggle with every year. It's such a, <laughs> a, a fun question, Damien, because like the being on the stage at the Toronto Sportsman Show, it's like guys, that's the big stage, you know. And that's uh, being able to to get up there and talk about stuff that we're passionate about and interested in, but that other people want to hear. And what we keep sort of putting out to people is like what you know what would you want to hear and you know the, the we, we talked to vortex and mossberg and nanook and you know all of our other sponsors you know what do you want us talking about and it's just like you know what what you guys do with the introduction to turkey hunters and um it, it, turkeys does wind up being sort of our our thing it's what you know combined we're probably best at um and we, we've got presentations for, you know, different styles of turkey hunting or, you know, whether mornings or, you know, putting them to bed or all that kind of stuff. But we, we haven't got this year's agenda fully baked, but it's going to be something in that, you know, tactics and tips aimed at um, beginners, but with subtle differences that even, you um, very seasoned turkey hunters are going to pick up a thing or two just nice you can't help it you know right yeah no and it's awesome and i think that's that's something that and and i guess dave you sort of kind of alluded to it when you had said you were at yoda and you picked up a little bit of information listen i don't care who you are i learn every day i hunt every day i learn something new or or something to improve upon so you know, you're going to the Toronto Sportsman Show or you're going to any show, you're listening to any person talk, pay attention because you probably will learn something. Uh, Damien, that's such a great point because the the, the really cool parts do come in the, the, the Q&A section sort of yep. at the end. You know, we go through our, our presentation, whether it's, you know, tactics between 10 and 2 or, you know, how to put turkeys to bed or, yep. you know, scouting or asking for permission or any of those types of things that that are such a crucial part of becoming a turkey hunter but then we always open it up and it's okay you know you've got 100 people out in front of you like what do you what are you interested in what do you want to know about and somebody will answer something and then suddenly like somebody over here has got something to say about that and you get a dialogue going and because of the um I don't know if it's the atmosphere or just the, the presence of the stage or whatever it is, but it's, it never seems to get out of control. Nobody's talking over anybody else. Like people are there that just want to learn and participate and ask questions and learn stuff. And I, I know when I go to events and I listen to other people speaking, I'll pick up things that is like, huh, you know what? I, uh, you know, I had, I, I wouldn't have thought of that. And it's just things that, that you don't normally know. You know, it's, it's a funny sort of caveat. So I was hunting last May, or last year, last season in Maine with a guy. And uh, in Maine, you have to have a guy. So yeah. we got it set up through uh, Terry Smith from the CW2F. Yeah. connected me with a guy in Maine. And uh, we're out there and 
um, I was calling and I was using a mouth call and clucking on a slate at the same time. And uh, we wound up bringing a turkey in. We had harvested. It was a really cool hunt. But he said, you know, I'd never heard that before. I said, what? And he said, well, you sounded like a flock of turkeys because you were using a mouth call. You were using your uh, slate. And I saw you use two different strikers. He goes, you sounded like a whole flock of turkeys. And the palm just came right in. I'm like, well, you, doesn't everybody do that? You know? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and it's such an easy thing. It's like, bring two strikers and do that while you're using a mouth call. You can sound like a whole band of turkeys. Yeah. But easy to forget that, you know, something that you've been doing for, you know, your entire career, other people haven't quite tweaked in on yet. So, I don't know. But that, that's one of the things I really enjoy about, like, when I drive to Kingston to hunt with the boys or, or go somewhere else to hunt with other people, like, I like to sit back and, like, I'll, I'll ask questions like, oh, what do you do this for? And, like, the hell, you don't know that? Well, no, we don't do it where I'm from. You yeah. do it a little bit different so why like the birds are birds are birds what's mm -hmm. the difference here and there's a reason for it and then you go home and you try it and and the biggest part about it is is that especially for birds like for ducks is that i go home with something that i learned from jason or damien or someone right go home and try it here well it's different than what everyone else is doing and you know pay attention to that stuff it, it's kind of neat absolutely birds are birds and it, yep. it's funny we give them so much credit for being so intelligent and so wary and everything else they remember they've got a brain the size of a pea yeah and yes they are they've got reflexes they've got senses there are things that we just cannot compete with but at the end of the day they're pretty easy to fool but damien i know that you'll do things a little bit different than dave and dave you'll do different than me and i'll do things that are different than both of you and when you combine the knowledge it's a uh, great things can happen as I, I try to hunt with different people all the time it's just, it's just so cool we, we talked about it uh a couple months ago mark bitch myself and phil got together for a goose hunt and um there, there was a good 10 minutes where the three of us were saying what we should do with a decoy spread and the three of us all had different opinions do you know what i mean so uh, it, it is it, it that's just the way it is Dave, you're right. Um, regardless where you go, um, you're you're going to pick up a new trick, or you're going to pick up something that that you never ever thought about before. And and it's it's the geography of the area, it it's the food that's in the area, it's it's everything. Um, so you you can't attack um, every species um, with the same with the same techniques because it it's probably I shouldn't say it's probably not going to, it, it may work for you, but the local people probably have a little bit, a little bit different of a, of a way of, of doing things. Listen, well, I never thought I'd ever see a goose. Hard. I never thought I would ever see a goose hit a potato field eater, but um, PEI, here you go. And I never thought I'd use seaweed to uh, attract black ducks. And, and I done that in PEI as well. Right. So, so it, it is, it's, it's really cool. I did want to touch on, Oh, sorry, go Dave. No, I was just going to say like the big thing, if you go out hunting with someone else, you can see the thing in action, right? Like if I go to, if I go to London and I hunt with Ian tomorrow and Ian shows me this, I'm seeing it in action. But if I go to the Toronto sportsman show and I'm listening to Ian talk, I'm going to be like, well, that could be bullshit. I don't know. And it probably isn't, but now I got to go home and prove it. So, <laughs> right. Well, think of it that way. 
and and then that's that's very true, right? Because listen, um, we all know that you you can be uh, in in the military. We call them uh, subject matter experts, right? You you can be someone that is very knowledgeable on something, but there is going to be someone that's going to be like that. That's yeah. not going to work. There's there's going to be a naysayer no matter right. what, right? And that yeah. naysayer, he's going to go home and he's going to tell his buddies or her buddies or whatever, and is going to say, you wouldn't believe the shit I heard at the Toronto Sportsman Show. And they're going to fucking try it. You can be sure as sure as shit in a dead cat. They're going to try it. They are going to try it. And they're going to try it just so that they can message you and say, I did what you said. I knew it was bullshit and it didn't work. You can be sure that someone's going to try and do that. So, um, yeah, I, I love it, boys. I do. I love it. I, I love every Dave. It amazes me how much time you, you devote to, to kids when it comes to the waterfowl season and you and Carolyn, the amount of, the amount of stuff that you guys are into, like, I couldn't even imagine, like I, I look at, I do ducks. That's it. I don't even really fool with geese. I fool with ducks. And, and actually, I can even dumb that down even more. I fool with puddle ducks. I don't even fool with divers. And that takes up so much of my time. I do not know how you and, and Carolyn can fishing and turkey and deer and bear and geese and ducks and partridge and rabbit and, and everything that you guys are into. And you're, it, it's amazing to see because like you said, um, and, and for anybody that's wondering, uh, Ian, Ian is successful and so is Carlin. Both of them are um, successful human beings and this is fun for them. So if, if you think that, that this is a, a money generator, um, this is fun for them. Yeah, so no, it is sort of doing other things, but there is a, you know, jack of all trades, master of none thing going on. Like, you know, we love the waterfowl I, hunt and duck hunt, goose hunt and everything else. There's, we're not at the level of waterfowl. In that, that, so. it, it, uh, it's amazing, buddy. I, I, my hat's off to you guys. I know I, all the things that you've done and, and all the, the educational pieces that you've done, it's amazing. And, and you know what, I, I love, I love that I can call you friends. I love, I love to be able to watch the stuff and, and joke and, and fool around. We got to get Carolyn on here. Um, Cause I, I got to get Carolyn and Dave, the, the team up on Phil um, just for a couple, for, for a few minutes. And see, <laughs> uh, sorry say that again i think i think my internet just crapped out there for a second Car say we gotta get we gotta get carl and, and brian mccray right? oh yeah you know yeah. i'd like to point out though now that we're speaking about this we've had how many firefighters on here and we the only police officer we've had is phil, phil right and we always say surround yourself with good people and it's only firefighters we've had on i'm just throwing it out there I don't know. Hopefully Phil watches this episode. Um, and in, in my world, that's, that's called laying the gauntlet down. I, yeah. I think, I think that's a slap or a shot across the bow of Phil. Um, so yeah. um, actually uh, see Chris Collins, Chris Collins is a, is a big listener. He's a copper. 
So yeah, he, he's a good guy, but he hasn't yeah. been on the show. Hasn't no, been on the he show. hasn't. Oh well, right. No, we're gonna have to reach out. <laughs> now we gotta reach out to Chris Collins and get Chris on the show. So which which yeah. would be awesome. Um, guys, I have no idea where we are with time right now. Um, but but I'm thinking we must be close to that hour. Uh, I had a couple extra things that I wanted to talk about, but we're gonna save it for another time, Ian, because I know where you live um and i have your contact information so i know i can get you back on the show um anytime so i'm going to save those couple extra topics and and we're going to talk about that uh, some other time buddy um again just like i was saying the passion that you and carolyn have um i still i still want to to come to new york and and see the property uh and and maybe i i should talk to Jen before I talk to you about this because she's probably the one that's going to veto any uh, anything where uh, a bunch of hairy ass men come to the to the cottage and stuff like this but um, I do want to come to New York I do want to see the cottage but I, I'd love to be able to walk that ground with you and 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 explore that um, amazing you're a good friend buddy you have been for a long time we'll do uh, we'll do a quick uh, not even around the table. It's just Dave. So, um, and then we'll end with you, Ian. Dave. Yeah. No, Ian. It's great to have you on again. And you know what? I hope we do connect for turkey season. It's going to be a time. So, uh, again, and thank you for everything you've done for all the youth and and new hunters and everybody out there. Like even us adults that actually take yeah. the time to listen, right? So, yeah. Keep on keeping. Yeah, yeah. We'll, we'll keep it real forever you know and it's it's so genuine you know what dave you come to london damien come on down to london we'll spend a weekend screwing around in the woods calling some turkeys and you know we'll all learn from each other and hunt new spots and we just gotta pick a date and then just hold to it you know yeah. and that's the at least we're all in Ontario. We don't have to worry about any type of, uh, you yeah, know, we can drive road. separate cars if that winds up being an issue. You know, we yeah. can sit six feet apart and we can do that. That's uh, I, I do that's have to add to. in that I will be bringing my young fella because um, that is the one hunt that, that he is passionate about is, is Turkey. Um, he hasn't, he hasn't yeah. been bitten. He hasn't been bitten by the waterfowl bug yet. But he he loves coming with me on a turkey hunt, so um, he he's got to come with us. So uh, do it. So, Let's do yeah. it. Yeah. Um, and buddy, um, I know we could go on for another hour and and keep chatting, um, but we're gonna save it. We're gonna save it for another day, um, and we'll have you back on again, buddy. Thanks so much. You you've been such a great friend over the years. Um, always rely on you to. Anytime we, we have questions, we need help. And, and, and it's not just the show. You've always been there for us. You've always been in our corner. And, uh, and I'll speak on behalf of Dave. Um, you don't know how much it means to us. And we're forever thankful for all the things that you've done for us. Phil and Ryan and Mark, you know, I'm a, uh, I'm a fan of what you guys are doing. You know, the, the Punisher brand is uh, something I'm um, proud to be associated with. I love my challenge coin, you know. Yeah, buddy. You guys just keep uh, keep doing what you're doing because you're having impact on people that you have no idea. So just keep being you and doing your thing and just know that that people are following and learning and um, getting caught up in your passion. So just keep doing what you're doing. Thanks, buddy. Um, 
ladies and gentlemen, this was episode 80 of the Union 0430. Um, we are not experts and we'll never claim to be experts. We're just a bunch of people that love hanging out, chatting with one another, probably picking on cops and firefighters. Um, people from Miami. <laughs> and then yeah. people from Miami. Um, but listen, this, this is us. We are as genuine as it comes. Um, we are as advertised. This is us. No smoke and mirrors. Big love. Thanks for listening. Until next week. Yeah, keep it real, everybody. Keep it real. There you go. <laughs>